Got something you're grinding on? You're listening to The Grind. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And good Tuesday to you and welcome inside the Party Pub Studios where we are grinding it out on a Tuesday edition. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside the Chris Hips. And uh, and Chris, it's uh, it's not been as sunny as it has been the last uh, couple weeks, but uh, a nice week nonetheless. Not raining as we showed up here today, so uh, I think you gotta you got to count that as a win, right? Yeah, I can't complain with the weather, and we needed a little bit of rain. I just hope... Uh... The cold air they're talking about might uh, not push down like they're saying. I mean, I'm okay with a little cold weather. I mean, I think I think me being a bigger guy, you know, I'm I'm interested. I got all the thermal man would need, so I'm uh, I'm interested in some cold weather. I got all the cold weather clothes like on on lockdown. Like I'm ready for that. It's just me though. You don't like cold weather. I'm more of a summertime slash warm weather beach guy. I'm kind of a beachy guy. Yeah, I like my flip flops. I just I don't know. I guess I'm trying to cover up what I ain't got. <laughs> but uh, but anyway anyway, got to talk a little bit about uh, got a pretty cool show today, Chris. Um, Mister uh, Mister Kevin Dukes, uh, Mister Kent Johnson, going to come in today. They're they're part of Iron Age uh, Powerlifting. Uh, they're they're a local crew. Uh, that just got off the SPF World Championships uh, powerlifting. Uh, I won't, won't kind of give all the details there, but Kevin and Kent are going to come in, talk a little bit about the sport, really what got them into it, how they've kind of progressed it here in Blunt County, but then also uh, talk a little bit about what they did over the weekend. A lot of, uh, according to their Facebook page, a lot of hardware came home with those guys from Blunt County. So uh, we'll talk about what that looked like and how uh, – how they want to progress the sport here in Blunt County, but also uh, got a little bit of football to talk about. Uh, big time week for the Vols. We'll kind of try to cap the show with that, uh, but also uh, a big week for Alcoa as they're going to head to Knoxville uh, to take on Knox West. So I think that's going to be a huge matchup for them this week. Um, Maryville has uh, the Hilltoppers coming to to Shield Stadium, first home game in over a month there at Maryville High School. Excited about that one. And then William Blunt Heritage, we'll talk about their matchups for this week. But uh, you, you look at it, and uh, in prime time right now, as as baseball's kind of getting toward the postseason, you know, really, really trying to, to work toward that October run, uh, you, you know, you, you see other sports starting to, to get early camps, things going. Uh, you know, tonight they're going to announce the uh, SEC football schedules for 2022 uh, that's huge because uh, with that happening, basically kind of tells us without telling us, Oklahoma and Texas will not be making the jump next year. I think that kind of solidifies that that topic. But uh, a lot to talk about here today is, uh, as, uh, you, you know, it's weird. Like on Sundays, you're like, man, what are we going to talk about this week? Mondays, still maybe eh. And then by Monday night, Tuesday morning, wide open. Got all kinds of stuff to talk about. So excited about today's show, Chris. Yeah, I'm excited to look at some of these uh, high school games and the ones that are coming up. And also, like you said, a big uh, win for Tennessee leading up to uh, Gator Week. 
Gator Hater Week. It's it's what it is and what it will be. But uh, talking a little bit about high school sports as we lead up to five thirty. That's when uh, that's when Kevin and Kent will be in studio. Going to get them a little grind swag on uh, on before they get on the air, and then uh, get get them talking there at five thirty. So you don't want to miss that. Uh, but high school, if you look at week five, it's it's amazing that five weeks are already in the books. Uh, just just really has flown by to this point. Uh, kind of locally, Alcoa, they get their uh, their idle COVID win uh, over Pigeon Forge. They're now 4-1 and one on the season. Uh, Pigeon Forge will fall, obviously, from that loss. Uh, South Green defeated Cumberland Gap 45-6. Davy Crockett, 40-14 victory over Tennessee High. Dobbins Bennett, 5-0 and after a 28-14 win over newly found West Ridge. Elizabeth then took care of Granger County, 56 to nothing. The Cyclones really uh, found themselves after that defeat to the hands of the Green Devils of Greenville, uh, but uh, still looking up at those Green Devils. Greenville 5-0, leading that division, uh, 63-7 victory over Volunteer. Jefferson County defeated Morristown East, 28-12. That's three victories for Jefferson County, a team that had went over in 2020. And, uh, and and really struggled to get on the board. Now they're in. They're plus five hundred. They got they got a plus one. Yeah, they look they look pretty good in that last one victory too. You, you know, I think Spencer Riley. It's not going to be the flashiest offense you're going to see uh, in high school sports, but he's an offensive lineman by by trade. So I think you're going to see a tough football team. You're going to see a team that that wants to play every Friday night. And uh, when he gets his horses in in the stable, uh, I think he's going to be a, he's going to be a tough team there in that division. Uh, Morristown West defeated Daniel Boone, 34-28. Science Hill, the next uh, Maryville opponent, defeated William Blunt, 55-27. That knocks William Blunt down to 1-4. Science Hill will come to Maryville at a 3-2 record. I think uh, Science Hill hasn't traveled this far very much. Uh, William Blunt had to go up to uh, Steve Spurrier Field, but uh, I'll be interested to see how the travel affects the Hilltoppers. Yeah, and I was looking at the fact they give up uh, 27 points to a William Blunt team that struggled to put up any uh, offense this year. I think that's a really good point. Seymour defeated Sullivan East 42-7. to Unicoi County went idle, got their COVID victory over Claiborne one to nothing. That's how it. That's how it scored. You know that's got to impact uh, some average scores uh, for the year. You think they just don't count those? Like in the total point kind of thing? I would count it. Well, you give like all zeros. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. You just factor in that one with the average, it's going to drop you a little bit. Anyway, who knows? Or really, kind of, it's not that important. Austin East gets their first victory of the season, 42 to eight over Northview Academy. Like we said here on our sister station, WGAP, Maryville took care of business against Bearden, 42 to six, as the Red Rebels now sit at five and zero. Bearden falls to two and three. Uh, Bradley Central defeated Hardin Valley 28 to 0. That's a that's a mirror image. Bradley Central 5 and 0, Hardin Valley 0 and 4. Uh Farragut fell to Cleveland. Uh there in Cleveland in Bradley County. Cleveland 27, Farragut 24. So a little bit of a heartbreaker. Cleveland 4 and 1, Farragut 1 and 4. That lone victory over Oak Ridge. Uh Carter defeated Coalfield 34 to 30. That was a that was COVID uh I guess refugees. Uh, that was a game that was put together last week at the last minute. Carter and Coalfield. Uh, Carter goes to four and one as Coalfield. That's their first loss of the season 
to the hands of the Hornets. Uh, Gatlinburg-Pittman defeated Union County 49-6. Greenback defeated Oliver Springs 20-14. Greenback now back at 500. That was an overtime victory for the Cherokees. Uh, Knox Central defeated Heritage 51-0. that's a heritage squad that, uh, you know, they're continuing to play tough, but I think the season's starting to wear on them a little bit. Uh, their youth is really coming out. As I think we talked, I think they dressed 51 week one against the Rebels, and uh, and I think 28 of them were freshmen and sophomore. Uh, so I think that's going to, as the season progresses, you're going to see more and more points just because they don't have a lot of, they don't have a lot of bodies. Yeah, and we saw their uh, offense is more one-dimensional in the run game underneath uh, was it Fox and you know we, we didn't really get to see many uh, passing plays their quarterback seemed like he had a lively arm it just unfortunately a lot of drop passes for them well no, and not a lot of time to get it off uh, I mean not a lot of routes developing when uh, when, when guys are kind of getting in the backfield pretty quickly uh, but nonetheless you're, you're right on that one Cock County gets beat by Knox Halls 63 to 6 Halls now sits at 3 and 2 Anderson County beats South Doyle 31 to 28. That's South Doyle's first loss of the season. Uh, the Mavericks, I think you picked that one last week. Uh, yep. The Mavericks uh, victorious over Clark Duncan's South Doyle bunch. Uh, Sevier County pushed Knox West to 5 and 0. As Knox West did win, but Sevier County 20 to 19 was the the West Rebels uh, version of 5 and 0. That's a that's a nail biter to say the least. Lamar Brown is uh is counting. Uh, on that one point, as he as he looks, I guess, I guess he would look in his five A category. He would look down on three A Alcoa, but I think he's sweating bullets, knowing the tornadoes are coming to his house. Yeah, and that was a a hard fall. I, I try to keep up with that game a little bit. I think while we were we were doing the other radio for the Maryville game, and Sevier County, I think was leading, and I think they scored what late in the fourth quarter to take the lead. Oh, I think yeah, it, it took all four quarters for West to get that one. Um, but nonetheless, I think it's not it's not how you win, right? It's just if you win. They gotta win. So five and zero oh West. We'll see. Uh, we'll see four and one uh, Alcoa this week. Uh, talk about Carnes defeated Campbell County forty one to thirty four. Uh, trying to scoot on down through here. Get some Oak Ridge defeated Lenore City thirty six to zero. McMinn County beat Brainerd twenty to eighteen. Powell, the uh, the lone loss to the Red Rebels, four and one. Powell defeats Clinton, thirty to zero. Blanks the uh, the Dragons, Clinton Dragons. You, you think you see a lot of dragons in Clinton? No, I doubt it. I doubt it. Maybe, maybe, maybe the little ones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, like the ones you can get at the pet store. Uh, Loudon defeats Signal Mountain, forty seven to seventeen. South Pittsburgh without a coach defeats Whitwell, forty nine to three. That's a that's a team. They're they're three and zero, uh, and and they're going to see Oakland here in a few weeks. And I think that's a that's a pretty good mix because Oakland, if I'm not mistaken, they're four and zero or five and zero, and they've played one football game. They've yeah. uh, they've just happened to have a a, a pretty COVID ridden schedule. Yeah, they they are four and zero, and they beat a well Siegel Siegel was supposed to give them a good test. And I think they only they won forty nine to seven over Siegel. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. Kingston defeated Sweetwater seventeen to nine. Meigs County defeated Teleco Plains forty one to zero. Blackman fell to Stewart's Creek forty five to thirty five. Blackman, the Blaze, 
Uh, they're probably smoke at best this year, two and three on the season. Uh, you look uh, going down through there, Grundy County. I feel like that's a cool song. Uh, Oakland defeated, you're, you're right, Siegel 49-7. to Ray County defeated Ultawa 35-7. to uh, Ray County 3-1, and their lone loss to Alcoa in week number one. Uh, moving right along. There's some private school stuff down here. Let's see. We're going to kind of cut it right there. Uh, but there's some big games this week. You know, none none bigger in, in really Chris and I's world just because it's the one we prepare for. It's the one we're going to call this Friday night on WGAP is the Red Rebels uh, taking on Science Hill. Again, probably the cool part about it is it's homecoming at, at Maryville High School. It's it's getting back in the home press box, which is is really, you know, we liked Bearden's place. Good view, good uh, good amenities. They took care of us, had a little, little Caesars pizza in there. But – there's nothing like being at Shield Stadium, looking down on 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 Jack Renfro, Jim Renfro, and uh, and getting getting to see those uh, men in black kind of roll in front of that homestand. It's just something else. Yes, I can agree with that, and also the uh, home amenities we'll be enjoying while some Ario yeah, cheese yeah, wagon. Yeah, you so, can say it. I got their commercial yeah, about to roll yeah, here, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. Probably that blackberry smoke. You gonna just stick with that? Like, I uh, I had later on in that evening, like, it's bad because I eat one, and then if there's any leftover, I take it home with me. I had half a Blackberry Smoke, half a Reuben, and half of a Ricky Ricardo. Okay. And if you don't, like, it literally is not the I Love Lucy character, I promise. Like, if you're just listening, we're talking about grilled cheese sandwiches from Mario Cheesewake. You should check it out. They've got one called Nacho Mama. I'm wondering if they're going to kind of set us up with one of those maybe this week. Uh, pretty Pretty dynamic in that one as well. I like it, too. But uh, let's get back to the football games because I haven't eaten <laughs> I haven't eaten dinner yet, so I need to kind of stay away from the food talk. Uh, let's do some picks a little bit here. Westridge at Cherokee. Westridge, the the newfound Sullivan County School, they're two and two. Head to Cherokee, one and two. Um, that's a that's a pretty interesting uh, matchup, just because Westridge is a new school, but I feel like they're they're not a new bunch of football players because they just basically consolidated. I'm going to go with Westridge. The yeah. Wolfpack. Yeah, I'll go with Westridge, too. I mean, Cherokee's struggled this year on defense. They've averaged, I think that's all, they've given up about 48 points a game. So It's not necessarily the most dynamic defense. Uh, let's back up and go to the Thursday night game. The rivalry Thursday game is Alcoa versus Knox West. Uh, it, it's one of those that in any other week, it's just really hard not to pick Alcoa. And maybe you're in that same same category this week. But – it's a 5-0, 5A school in Knox West. Lamar Brown has had Knox West playing a tough brand of football, but can they play clean enough football to do anything against the Tornadoes? Well, for me, the biggest difference in this matchup is going to be Knox West has been tested. And Alcoa, you know, just coming off a COVID victory, they've been sitting idle for a week. So it's how much are they prepared? You know, how much are they, uh, you know, uh, getting ready for this game because their last game they played was a loss to Maryville, which was a great game. But, you know, so they've had a week also, you know, that I know that was probably a, one of the me- biggest hard-hitting games I've seen too. So, you know, they've had an additional week to uh, heal up, get all their bodies ready for the matchup. And, you know, I don't see many people that can match up with Alcoa's firepower. I'm, I'm going to say if lightning strikes twice, if Caden Buckles plays the way he did against Maryville, 
I don't. There's not another team this side of Oakland that's going to handle them. I mean, it's just they're literally. You know, you talk about the area's top twenty. They're in the state's top twenty. I mean, Alco's a really, really good football team. Uh, take nothing away from from what they what you, you know that they the end result was losing to Maryville, but what what they gained and and how they're going to handle their classification and ultimately this matchup here this week with with West. I think what they learned in that Maryville game is going to going to carry them through the season. I don't think there's a way that I don't think West will play clean enough football. I kind of led you in that in that way. Anytime I've ever watched Knox West, yes, they're big. Yes, they have athletes. Yes, they're going to have some explosive plays that score points. The problem is, is they likewise they make mistakes. They they turn the football over. They do things that, let's just say, the two powerhouses that roll through Blunt County, they don't do that. And so, even though both teams in in the Maryville Alcoa matchup forced turnovers, that's an that's an exception, not the rule. So I think Alcoa goes to Knox West, and uh, and that perfect record is no more about 48 minutes after Alcoa kicks off. Yeah, and I could see that being a close game probably in the first half. But like you said, Alcoa to me just has too much uh, offensive firepower, and especially if Buckles can use its leg with his arm, I could see him easily winning by two touchdowns. Yeah, and and yeah, I don't I don't think I don't know that it'll be a running clock in the second half, and I think for for a lot of people that play Alcoa, that's a victory in itself. Uh, but I, I think it's Alcoa all the way on Thursday night. I think if you're checking it out, you better get there early uh, if you want to see uh, a lot of the fireworks. So um, next game on the on the talk, Anderson County two and three heads to Elizabethan three and one again. Elizabethan's lone loss, a big loss to Greenville. Anderson County struggling out of the gate. But uh, already knocked off an undefeated team last week in South Doyle. Do, do they get it done again? Well, I'm going to go ahead and say out of the three people here, I was the only one to take Anderson County last week. So give me the Mavericks again to upset Elizabethan. Going to go up there. Anderson County's a long way from Elizabethan. I think the bus ride alone is worth 7 to 10 points for Elizabethan. Give me the Betsy Bunch and uh, give me Elizabethan. Uh, Granger County will host Union County. Two and three Granger just came off of a, a big time test and defeat at the hands of Greenville. Uh, but Union County one and two, they're a, a little bit more formidable. Now, I'm going to go with the Grizzlies against the Patriots of Union County. Well, I'm, I think I'm going to have to go a little way because Granger, let's see, they just lost to Elizabethan last week 56 to nothing. Then they played Greenville and lost 78 to six. I'm not too sure their defense is uh, a oh. strength. I don't know much about Union County, but I'm going to go Union County. There's me a win right there. No, no, it's one of those deals. That, that division in football, 4A, it, it's liter- it's top-heavy at that rate. So, uh, I'll go with it, though. Uh, Dobbins Bennett, 5-0, and will head to Greenville, 5-0. and So, you've got 6A Dobbins Bennett heading to 4A Greenville. And I would argue Greenville's probably a two-touchdown two uh, favorite in that matchup i'm gonna go with the green devils at home M- mason gudger alone just if you if you see any highlights see any huddle film on this cat he's a monster he's 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 all state at any classification and he just happens to be eating up 4a right now yeah i was gonna say the green devils have just been too much for every team they played i mean they beat uh what was it, elizabeth and really good a couple weeks ago oh, yeah. By about five touchdowns. So, and I'm talking that's Elizabethan team that had won something yeah. like 28 or 29 games in a row. Yeah. So, yeah, give me the Green Devils as well. Green Devils all around. Heritage 0 and 5 heads to Seymour 
four and one. Uh, again, a little classification difference here, but Heritage, uh, Coach Hammond Trees Bunch, looking to get their first win of the season. Can they do it in uh, in bordering County Severe against the goal against the Golden Eagles? Well, I'm I'm not going to disappoint my boy Bradley in case he's listening. He's a big uh, Eagle guy, you know, grew up in that area. So give me the Seymour Golden Eagles. You, you know, I, I'm going to have to go Seymour as well, and it's not because I want to. I mean, Lord knows anybody who listens that went to Heritage go goes to Heritage or or will will soon go to Heritage. I want I want Heritage to win. I want them to win every game but one. And I'm just saying. Uh, but it, it's just the thing that we keep talking about, the limited number of bodies and the bodies they do have being extremely young, it's just it's just not a, a recipe for success right now. Seymour's won four games, and, and, and quite frankly, they probably played those four games, probably all four of those wins were against teams that had more, more on the roster. And so I'm going to go with Seymour as well. Uh, I'm fully uh, okay if Heritage proves me wrong in this matchup. Uh, Sevier County two and three will come to William Blunt. They're one and four. Their victory is the is the battle for the bell. Uh, they beat Heritage earlier in the season. Sevier County just came off of a squeaker with Knox West, nearly upset uh, the Rebels of Knox West. Uh, can they? Uh, will they continue to do that? Get to five hundred and knock off the Governors? Yes, I think Sevier County is the uh, better of the two teams here. We've got to see William Blunt a little bit and. Uh, I think their offenses took a step back from last year's offense. That was actually pretty good. So give me the Sevier County. Smoky Bears. Smoky Bears, not Golden Bears. Smoky Bears. Smoky Bears. Uh, the next one, Fulton, 3-2, and two, is playing Bearden, 2-3. and three. Bearden just come off of a defeat to the hands of the Red Rebels. Uh, Fulton, I saw them on, uh, on Rivalry Thursday, what was it, last week, and they just, I mean, they ran roughshod over, I can't even remember who they played. But it was one of those. They scored. The only thing that stopped Fulton was Fulton. It wasn't the opposing team at that point. Uh, I yes. think I think Fulton is extremely talented in the return game, but I think Bearden could do some things in special teams to kind of limit those huge returns. I don't know that I don't like the Bulldogs defensively to stove up Fulton a little bit. The problem is, is I don't think Bearden can score enough points. I'm going to go with Fulton. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that matchup you were talking about was with Gibbs. And it was just a, uh, I think a special teams was what. I mean, I think they touchdowns. Sco- I think they scored seven seven touchdowns. That was fifty or more yards. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was something crazy. I mean, it was incredible to watch. And Fulton, you know, they've year in year out. They've gave uh, Maribel a fight. You know, for the first half, they got plenty of athletes. It's just, I think the biggest part problem for them is the, uh, um, like you said, the the penalties that usually come back to kill them. But we saw Bearden last week make a bunch of careless mistakes and stuff. So give me the Fulton Falcons. Fulton Falcons. Fly, Falcons, fly. Ain't that, is that what they say? I don't, I'm not sure. That's fly, Eagles, fly. But. Sure. Knox West, 3-2, and two, heads to Cock County, 1-4. and four. Cock County has, has been real close in a couple of those games, um, but not been able to get over the hump a little bit. Uh, Morristown West also struggling on the season, but they are above 500. Uh, it's a short trip to Newport. And I think the Trojans come back victorious. Give me, give me the Morristown West Trojans. Yeah, I might agree with you there. I like the Morristown Trojans to win this matchup. Yeah, if you if you're a, if you're a Trojan fan, Mr. Paul Bristol, play-by-play guy for Morristown West. He is a Maryville alum. Uh, check him out. Does a really good job. Uh, Loudon six and zero heads to Greenback two and two. The Redskins versus the Cherokees. The NFL would have a field day 
with that matchup. But uh, I, uh, you know, Loudon is one of those another team that you've seen on Rivalry Thursday. Uh, they're a weather the storm kind of team. If if Greenback comes in with some intensity, I think they could, you know, they could give up some points early in this matchup. But I think Loudon is just a chop the wood kind of team. I think Loudon can outlast Greenback at this point. Just just more more fuel in the tank for Loudon right now. I'm gonna go with the chair. I'm gonna go with the Redskins. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, I think Loudon just has too much firepower. You know, Greenback, they're, they're, they're a great team. Unfortunately, they just they don't have the bodies, I think, that Loudon will be able to produce. So I'll take the Redskins also in this matchup. And then we'll uh, we'll finish up with the, uh, the the matchup that will be on our sister station, WGAP. Myself, Chris Hips on the call there Friday night, starting at 6.30 pregame. Science Hill, the Hilltoppers, 3-2, and two, head to Maryville uh, to take on the Red Rebels, 5-0. and oh. uh, the Rebels have, have really, other than the Alcoa game, have been put been able to put stuff on cruise control in the second half. Uh, Science Hills has struggled a little bit through the, their two losses, but been impressive in their three wins. Uh, a big school as far as enrollment, they're they're pretty well matched up as far as uh, affluency. They're pretty well matched up, but it's a long way from Johnson City down to Maryville. Uh, I've I've got to roll with the Red Rebels, and I think if 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 the Rebels found anything against Alcoa they christened it against Bearden last week there was there was crispness all through the offensive and defensive sets loved what the Rebels looked like a week ago I go Rebels and I go big I think Science Hill will come in with a little bit of firepower to start off in the first quarter far yeah. power you know they uh Maryville has given up a good bit of points in the first quarter you know I think of the Powell game the Alcoa but if there's one thing we know Maryville is really, really good at is that coaching staff knows how to flip the switch, get the intensity up, and that defense just plays at a second level. You know, most teams in this in this region will not be able to uh, match Maryville score for score. I'm with you. I think Maryville easily wins by at least three touchdowns. I, I think the worst thing that could happen to Science Hills is, is them score first. Uh, and uh, and if anything is tradition is anything for this season, if Maryville defers to the second half, look for a last of the second quarter touchdown uh, to extend, and then a touchdown to open the third quarter to put it out of reach. I think it could be pretty pretty serious. What you got? Well, I just want to do one more shout out. Um, a woman I work with, Christina. She actually just wrote me on on the Facebook. Yeah, but uh, her nephew is one of the uh, Austin East players. I don't know if you remember last week when we were out at Bearden and a couple of the police officers had to take off for a call over at Austin East. I think the game was postponed or delayed. Oh, yeah, right? they delayed it, yeah. Um, but she wanted me to point out, you know, it's been all over the news, but how incredible it was to watch the Austin East players walk. I forget, Northview Academy, I think, is who yeah. they were playing. They walked them over to their buses and stayed with them until they loaded up on their buses and left. And she was, you know, I've seen the photos on just to make them feel yeah, comfortable. Right? Yeah, you know, because that was probably a scary situation for all everybody involved. But oh, yeah. the the show the uh, unity there, you know, from the Austin East players. Big shout out to them. Hey, that's a great point. That's a great point. Good, good message. Good, uh, good content. But, but absolutely appreciative. And, and way to go, Austin East. You know, things aren't going your way on the football field, but you, you. Uh, you know what's important, and and that's that's a pretty good moment. But yeah, I think the character there speaks loudly, especially in that community right now. I think you're exactly right. But hey, let's get, let's get us a break. Uh, listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, 
Uh, as promised, we're going to have Mr. Kevin Dukes, Mr. Kent Johnson talking a little power lifting here on the grind as, as locals went to the world championships and brought back some hardware. We'll talk it all on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. Point nine FM, Maryville, Tennessee, a service of Blunt Broadcasting Corporation. Welcome back inside the Party Pub Studios. As we have promised and we have delivered, we have got Iron Age powerlifting group in here as uh, Kevin Duke, Kent Johnson, in to talk with us a little bit about uh, about what, what got them into the sport and kind of what's going on. But uh, how's it going, guys? Going well, brother. Great. What about it, Kevin? I know you, uh, I know you in other avenues, but... Uh, I have learned uh, you're 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 as strong as you look. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess so. Yeah, uh, started kind of early for me. I guess uh, wasn't a whole lot of people around when I was young, um, about 12, 13 years old. That's kind of how it all got started for me. Uh, so so let's let's back up. So so you guys are located Blunt County. Yes, sir. You, you guys are are fully. How long have you been doing this? Like, how long has Iron Age kind of been a thing? Iron Age really came about about two years ago. Um, I got it. I did. Uh, I'm kind of like Kevin. We started, I started weightlifting at 10 years old. Uh, I used to remember grabbing that weight the first time. And in my mind, I was like, I can be anything I want to be. And it huh. kind of hooked me right then. And then, um, you know, of course, sports in high school and college. And then really got into martial arts for about three decades. I uh, competed up until even my early, early 40s quite often. And then uh, about, uh, you know, turning into my 50s, I decided to enter a physique contest. Never done that. So I did that. And then uh, Paul Ferguson and I kind of got together. And uh, he's a, a, a lifelong friend, super guy. And we said, you know what? There's a lot of strong guys in Blount County. You know, we kind of put together a team. I said, we can, I think we can compete with anybody in the world. And most of us are over 50, you <laughs> know, which is kind of strange. And um, so we, you know, we, we started kind of putting together these guys that, that are really great friends of ours and this incredibly strong people. Um, it's kind of strange, too, because those were all kind of local guys. And the other thing that you'll, that you'll probably, you know, if you're familiar with the team dynamic at all, it's very rare that a, a whole group of alpha males can get along really well. You know, it's very rare. You usually have to have, you know, two or three is about all. And we're all, especially those guys are, there's a bunch of alpha males and, and we all get along really well. So we started putting this team together. And um, next thing you know, it got rolling. And uh, we were able to compete and on four, what, four different federations, Kev? Yeah. USPC, IPA, NASA, um, uh, ISPF. So we've been competing in four different federations. Uh, yeah, know, me, and, me and Chris, we're both alphas. We don't get along either. But you understand <laughs> what we're talking about. So you understand how rare that is. You've, you've experienced it there. Yeah, we, we do paper, rock, scissors, and whoever wins is really – it's the alpha for the day. Gotcha. Gotcha, <laughs> I understand. That, that's, a, that's really cool because, you know, I, I think – the the cool thing about powerlifting, what I've – you know, I've tried to do some research. I'll be honest, I'm not, not very familiar with that is that you guys have not only, like, you guys have developed something. 
You know, I think if you want to play football, there's ways to go play football. If if you want to play baseball, there's ways to go find baseball. But you guys have said, you know what, this is important to us, and we're going to make a make a venue or make a, an avenue for people to get into this sport. And, and you've kind of cultivated that yourself. Where, where's where's your guys' like home gym? Uh, just right up in the middle of Maryville, there at the top of the hill at Olympia is where most of us train. Um, there's <clears throat> there's different ones of us that you know. Uh, David Russell, he's a big part of the group. Um, he's he's one of the top ranked guys. He uh, he does a lot of training at home. Um, when I when I kind of when I came to the group, it was right before really kind of all the COVID stuff kind of hit, and uh, uh, Kent invited me to come be a part of it, and uh, I, I I was I was glad uh, to be back with a group of people. Um, so uh, then. All of a sudden, the, the pandemic hit, and we were kind of searching for a place because everything got shut down, as we all know. Uh, so we spent a lot of time at David Russell's house there for, I guess, I don't know, six weeks. At least, yeah. Six six weeks. Uh, we were driving. Most of us live right here. Uh, with, you know, and I live in Friendsville, actually, so everybody else kind of lives, you know, within Maryville or whatever. But he lives all the way up in uh, West Miller's Cove. So wow. We, we were driving up there every Saturday, training from ten to about twelve. So uh, it, it was a, you know, it, it was a way for us to really kind of build it, and we uh, we all cherished those sessions up there for sure. That and that's kind of how I got involved with Iron Age. It was through Kent. Um, I, I was really just kind of getting started back after after a, a really long layoff for me. I was starting to put some things back together, but I was primarily by myself. Mm-hmm. And, I saw all these guys post, and uh, I was like, uh, I, I belong there. You know, I belong yeah. with these guys because they're doing it the way I want to do it. Their, their, their approach is the same as mine. I could see that it was, and uh, and then we all kind of got together, and it's a, uh, it's it's just been it's been really cool ever since. It's, it's a brotherhood, man. Yeah. It's really kind of strange. And also, I want to jump in twenty four seven quick fitness in Greenback. Um, we we both go there sometimes too. They're they've got some really neat equipment, fantastic atmosphere. We train there some as well. Really um, cool. Yeah, it, it's really a, a unique brotherhood. You know, when you're a kid, especially if you like sports, you know, you always dream of you know when you're a little kid, you know, being part of the '72 Dolphins or the '86 Celtics or you know one of those super teams. Yeah. Man, I'm surrounded by superhumans. Right. You know, it, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. I'm you know we, we, you look around any Saturday. And you got these guys, and and it's kind of neat to be part of that. Now, now you guys are representing Iron Age, but this is a this is a quite a bit bigger group, according to some Facebook pictures. Tell us a little bit about the rest of the team. Absolutely, I love talking about my teammates, man. It's great. Uh, we'll just try to do it by weight class. Sure. You got Chris Marsh. He's our super heavyweight, probably three hundred and sixty pounds of charismatic sexiness. There it is. That's <laughs> what he would tell you. Uh, he's one of those guys, man. He's just a super strong guy, but he's got just a a great sense of humor. Uh, I had to ride back with him from a Gatlinburg meet. You know what traffic's like in Gatlinburg, especially at night. It was it was crash cram, and I hate traffic anyhow. I laughed the whole way back. And spent time. <laughs> he's one of those guys who comes in here you can't keep but liking him. And, and he's actually he's ranked at least in the top twenty in the world in in his class. And of course you got Kevin Dukes over here who, you know, I pick him and call him the Hulk. He's just the good Lord just it's close. The good Lord just really just close. made him to lift weights. You know he's got we the huge muscle bellies, the huge joints and. Uh, just a super guy. He's actually ranked number one in uh, bench press and push pull in the entire planet. Every federation on the planet, <laughs> he's ranked number one. 
Now, now, I, as soon as I posted that you guys were coming on, I don't know if you know Marty Millsaps. Yeah. He lives at Olympia right now, right. and he, he talks about just, like, seeing you guys work out, and he's like, I just shake my head. <laughs> he's like, those guys are and, – and you just – is that a personal best what you did this weekend? Yeah. How I much did you lift this weekend? 570. And, and that was in the. And that's pounds, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a ton. And that, that's that's five seventy with no equipment on, no shirt on, and under contest rules with three judges. It's not, it's it, not. And there's a video of it on yeah, Facebook. Yeah. I, and it it didn't. Could could you have done a little bit like what? Do you have to go in certain increments? Did you want to do more? Or did they, you feel like you were maxed out? I feel like that's what the training dictated, and that's kind of what it all goes back to. That's control, me. right? Right. You yeah. know. Um, that was a uh, – I, I made a good call. Uh, my training had been wrapped around, you know, I, I started it 10, 12 weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had my training geared towards somewhere between 570 and 580. Um, so uh, the the training – the It's like me and Chris. The, the, training <laughs> led, the training led me to that number. So, okay. Uh, and and that's that that's kind of because you have to be you have to have control in this kind of environment, right? Because if you if you try to big dog it and go heavy, you can hurt yourself. Absolutely. You can hurt yourself even with control when you're dealing with that kind of weight. Right. Oh yeah, that's a that's a yeah. that's a ton. But uh, but talk about so so sorry I, I interrupted okay. you. No, it's not bad. Um, you know, Paul Ferguson and I. He's he and I kind of came together. Paul's just a naturally strong farm boy strong guy and now he's actually an accident with with weightlifting you know paul's over 50 he's about 53 now uh, he's he's ranked number one in the world in his weight class in his division and push pull uh, uh, big john Howell. he's we call him our big german he's a uh, used to play he used to play linebacker at the university of michigan oh wow uh so he's kind of that that introvert strong silent type he's kind of like a cornerstone type guy always takes care of his business he's always there tougher than a pine knot uh, you got my son Storm, who I'm of course very proud of. He competed this weekend as well. Uh, he uh, he won his division. He's uh, his probably his most natural lift is a strict overhead, which is not a traditional powerlifting uh, event, but they actually have an ISPF, and he he did very well with that. Um, Austin Thompson is he's 63 now, I think. He's our he's our elder. Yeah, he, we call him <laughs> we call him Pappy. He's that our, way. our elder statesman, but don't I? I'll never sleep on that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's ranked in the top twelve in the world in his age of it. But he's sixty three and still pushing great weight. Wow, uh, great guy. He's also a local football coach here. Uh, Brad Brad McKinn, uh, he's one of our full power guys. Uh, he does all three three lifts. Really really good strong on the bench. Um, he's a he is a youth wrestling coach here. Uh, Scott Gray, some of you guys may know Scott. Uh, Scott's another one of our team members. He's he's tweaked a little bit now. He's hurt a little bit. But he's a, he's a good strong bench. We've got a, a younger guy named Corey, uh, Corey LaFollette. Uh, long, lanky type build. Had a but, very, he had a very good worlds. Very good. Yeah, very good worlds. He's getting stronger all the time. Uh, it's going to be a natural deadlifter. We talked about David Russell. David's probably our most experienced powerlifter. He's been doing it for uh, a long time. Uh, he's actually, right now, he's ranked number two in the world in his category in the squat, number four overall. Uh, tough dude, kind of like a little Wolverine man. He just there's no quit in him. He was a, uh, he was on the uh, 1987 Greenback State Championship team. Oh wow! And uh, just just tough dude, man. He's a, a military veteran. Uh, good good Christian man. Does a lot of work feeding the homeless. Does a lot of work with Celebrate Recovery, helping people overcome addiction. 
a good man. Uh, you got a couple of younger guys, Herc, Lucas McKean, a former player at Alcoa, went to the University of Cumberland. Uh, he started lifting with us. Braxton Ballman, uh, he lifted with us this weekend's first meet. Braxton won five state championships at Alcoa, four in football, one in track. At a third. I was going to say. Yeah. Four years. Four, <laughs> he won four, four in football, one in track. And uh, had a third three on his ACT. Wow. And now he's at the University of Tennessee Tech. Uh, he's a Golden Eagle and doing really well. And he pulled almost 500 pounds on a deadlift this weekend at 198. Um, wow. And then uh, Campbell Ferguson is a police officer. At, uh, he's Paul's son for the city of Knoxville. He's uh, His schedule prevents him from competing a lot, but he's doing well. Hunter Ogle, you know. Yeah. Hunter Ogle's a football player from Maryville. Uh, he was ranked, I think, number one in the entire world as a 15-year-old last year. Well, we 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 give you know, we give Hunter a lot of praise because he checks in and out. He he's a, he's I call it the jumbo pack, and I was like, it ain't because he's he's a real big kid. I was like, but if they they're gonna push, yeah. it's gonna be behind Hunter, and he does a really good job. Hard hard working kid. Uh, you know, we got so we got those those are kind of our our teammates. Off, I think I've got everybody. Uh, Dakota Dakota Birchfield uh, is going to go in the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, good kid, naturally naturally built for bench, but. He's going to be going off in the military and, uh, and serving our country for a while, so we'll miss him. We'll keep track of him while he's gone. Wow, that's just that's just such a diverse group. I mean, you talked about police officers, you talked about football coaches, you talked about uh, sons of football coaches. Your son uh, Hunter, who's who's a student, you know, trying to trying to do his thing. And I mean, we know the rigors of of just high school football in in at that dyna- at that level, uh, just to be able to also do that. I mean, that's a you got to have a love for it to, to be able to keep that rolling. But uh, so kind of, I, I guess I, I'm just intrigued. Like walk us through like how that, like what what's a normal, I, I guess how do you how do you progress to be that, and and how do you work through that? We have a we have kind of a routine uh, where heavy benches on Saturday, heavy upper back is on Monday, speed benches on Tuesday, deadlift is on Wednesday, Thursday accessory cable work. And then if you miss anything, you got Friday and Sunday to do it. And the big things, especially at our age, is working on recovery and trying to fit it into your normal life. Like you, you know, you got you got a job, you got a family. And we've got a couple sponsors, Texas Roadhouse and a few others, and TNT Tree Service, who's been been super to us and very proactive in helping us out. But our really life revolves around our jobs, our family, of course, our church. And for me, my, my theory is a little different than everything else. My first priority is always wanting to let people see hopefully a christian example in my life uh hopefully a, a good father and hopefully someone that that tries to do example for other people that's my first priority my and i, I focus everything off of that uh as far as an athlete you know at our age the recovery is very important but what really makes things work for us is the the dynamic we have with each other mm-hmm. you know kevin you know kevin will see something i might miss or hopefully i might see something the other guys might miss and we're constantly encouraging each other and building each other up. And we all have different things we, we're good at. And we complement each other very well. Um, but we'll, we'll start our training cycle, what would you say, Kev, about six weeks out usually? Uh, typically a little longer than that. You know, if we've got a good uh, – six weeks would be a little short. But eight to ten weeks is, is, is great. Um, we can kind of attack it from a little longer way. we got – Kind of eat that elephant one bite at a time, well, kind of thing. That, but what to go back to what Kent touched on for us, um, because we are um, 
kind of more seasoned, seasoned to say old. Seasoned, I like that. Vintage. Uh, older, Vintage. Older strength athletes, we may have to incorporate uh, a deload or a rest that might last a week or, you know what I'm saying? That don't mean do nothing right. as far as deload, but it just means do things a little lighter. To get kind of plateau a little bit yeah, there. Yeah, your joints a break. You got to think of it like, like a wave. You know, you want that peak and then you want to – Come down so that when you come down, your body can ramp back up even higher. Right. Progression's very rarely perfectly linear, and 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 peaking at the right time is very important. So, uh, the the longer <clears throat> the longer cycles, say longer longer training cycles, say we we're going to do a twelve week, you uh, you got to kind of uh, you kind of got to watch the intensity as you go along for that twelve weeks, and uh, you you don't want to. Uh, peak too quickly you don't want to peak at week nine you know when you're three weeks out you know you don't we've got a saying you don't want to leave your you don't want to leave your best heaviest lifts in the gym right you have to uh you just kind of have to watch and um we've also (laughs) we've got all these different sayings or you know but uh, one one of the things we say is uh we're not as concerned with uh being able to do and complete the heavy workouts as we are can we recover from them you know and that's important that's important for it's important for all lifters and strength sports but uh it's 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 doubly important for us guys that have got a little age on us yeah especially like nutrition's a huge deal and um you know I, i'm a stickler for nutrition probably i'd say probably more than most uh, i have a and i probably compete more than other guys do uh a little bit but I'm a, I'm a, a big stick. A little bit. Yeah. I, I like to compete the way alcoholics <laughs> like to drink. I, I just, I, at every, I'm that way about everything. I should probably medicate it. Uh, right. But you know, I might I might decide to, to you know, in the middle of a train cycle, I might, I might want to go rock climb or I might want to go to a high school and wrestle with some of those guys. And I just, I just can't help that's how I'm wired. So I have to be right. very. And that's part of it, too. You ask us how we kind of get to where we're at and – why we are where we're at. I think a lot of it is, like Kent said, uh, a lot of it, most of it for me, and, you know, I've done this for a long, long time, and there's been times in my life that I've done it by myself, on my own. And uh, now, at this point in my life, I don't want to do it by myself. Uh, It's the camaraderie that's important to me, but it also allows me to compete as a 50-year-old man to where a lot of, you know, I still have the drive to compete. I still have the drive to go into these record books and look at, see at the top guy, and uh, and go after that top guy if I can. Um, he can, <laughs> and but, he uh, did. He did. <laughs> I mean, that's a you know that, that's how we, I mean we were growing up. If you think about it, guys in their thirties were basically done. They might play some softball. They might you know golf. They might, but you know when when you were a kid, thirty was old. And the, I feel like I just got caught out twice. I feel I feel like we're done, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, or you can the, talk on the radio. I mean, I feel like that's something you can do. I got a question. You guys are you guys aren't in your prime yet. Yeah, is what you've got to look at. I mean, I always look at things. I always have a positive, you know, as, a positive view on the. As you, a power lifter, right now, you're you, you've got a tons of time. You know what I'm saying? So we see a lot of these young cats that come through. You know that that are trying to get started with something. Yeah. You know, I've I've done it all. You name it, I've tried it all as far as sports and trying to compete. Mm-hmm. You know, from the time I got out of high school, it was you know, uh, slow pitch softball. It was rugby for time for a time. We had some uh, <clears throat> we had some uh, um, 
a couple of. Uh, I, I ain't gonna lie, you'd score like you would score every time if you ran at me with a. <laughs> I'd be like, he's he's good. He we, uh, just count it, put it on the board. You know, we had a couple of uh, we had a couple of uh, attempts at a at a uh, what am I trying to say? I'm not, I, I guess a minor league football team here. You know, oh, I, yeah. I even went that route a couple of times. You know, because. And it just, you know, I, I was wanting to compete, but all the while st- trying to still be, you know, trying to work, trying to, right. uh, um, trying to be a husband, trying to be a father, trying mm-hmm. to be a friend, you know, a son and a brother and stuff. But the one thing for me, the one thing for me that was always, always there has been the iron and the friends and the people that, that, that I was around and the friends that I've made and, um, I've I joke around and say I've been a due paying member in every in every club in this town. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you talk about it. I've I've paid to be, you know, a member at almost every one of them. So oh wow, you know it's uh and I I think it's pretty cool that we're probably members and we all primarily tra- train at Olympia and it has to be one of the oldest fitness complexes in the state so funny funny story is we've had lon hirschman on on this show and he's the one who started olympia and he just talked about you know really uh when he was at tennessee when he was at fulton different places there just wasn't there wasn't that facility and so he you know maybe probably grassroots gave that foundation for for that to build out of i mean of course you got commercial deals now but primos back in the day primos gym uh I think Chris. I think Chris has a really good question. <laughs> yeah. So my question was, uh, you you were talking about nutrition was big for you. I was going to ask you about y'all's diet. Um, I'm assuming it's more protein, or do y'all do like heavy calories or it, low? It calories? depends on it depends on which lift you're talking about. The, when we go to eat, uh, anything that doesn't move is not safe. I mean, <laughs> we can throw some calories down. We went to after we had a weigh-in one time. We went to IHOP and. The, I think the the guy the server was a nice guy. He was scared to death at the order. I think he heard his back carrying John's food out. He said that 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 unlimited pancakes. That's just reference. That's not that's not realistic. I, I think I think that you'll get some more chickens for that some eggs after a while. But like for me, uh, I, I'm I'm a real big stickler. I, I eat a. He's getting ready to put the signs on you right. Yeah, here. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm sticking. You know, hey, we asked for it. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's there's four basic muscle fiber types. Yeah, fast twitch, slow twitch, intermediate A, intermediate B. Fast twitch are your sprinters, you know, slow twitch is your endurance athletes, your marathon runners. Intermediate A and intermediate B can be either. They're kind of in between. And you can trick them, but it starts at on cellular level with your nutrition. Um, I'm a big believer in good, clean protein. Uh, I, you know, I'm in my 50s. I take zero medication. I've never called in sick to work in 30 years, as far as I can remember. Um, I'm real big on flooding my body with nutrients. Um, very, you know, I, I don't take any medication. Um very 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 serious about what i do i don't even use artificial sweeteners um but like a, i eat about every two and a half hours every three hours they, they pick on me at work because they can set their clock by when i eat you got first breakfast second breakfast your 10 o'clock food lunch your three o'clock snack something to drive home in you work out after you work out you have your protein shake then you have dinner and then you have something before you go to sleep at night and uh wow. it's a it's a high protein high vegetable diet high fiber diet uh again i always look at nutrition contents versus calories um i'll make sure that i get like uh, i'll make sure that i get a certain amount of protein in my body you gotta and the science goes back and forth but everything i know to be true says you've got about a 35 to 40 minute window after a very intense workout to replace twice the glycogen at twice the rate than you can any other time during the day because your muscle cells are 
are, are like a dry sponge. They want that to recover. Mm-hmm. So if you can combine a good, clean protein with a simple carbohydrate, it gets in there. And the simple carbohydrate combines with the protein, creates a longer chain of glyceride. So if I can use that for energy that's not absorbed into the muscle cell to be used as glycogen, it can still be used as energy over a longer period of time. I'm like, I'm like, I was gone. Like, sorry. I'm sorry. No, did you get, no, all, did you get I, all that, Chris? Sorry. I was, I was telling Chris. I, I was about to say, I think we've got the frequency down. It's just the content that we're pretty poor hey, at. That's, that's where you started. You well, start the frequency. I was, I was kind of understanding because I mean, when playing football and stuff, you know, we would drink wee protein shakes and we'd add glutamine and all that. Right. Uh, help you know with the fibers and stuff and breathe. absolutely so i i i, I kind of got where you're going and, and if you combine like like a lot of college weight rooms now have a chocolate milk dispenser actually yeah. in the weight room so that before they leave the weight room they're already getting their chocolate milk in Who, well yeah. there was a local high school i think that that had that like they had a it wasn't like a dispenser it was like a fridge that had those little mini yeah. chugs yeah like a, a whole thing full of them and i'm like I just joined the team to have the chocolate milk. Can but, I be the manager? Yeah, right. I got, I'll throw the uniform, uh, the uniforms in the laundromat if uh, if I get. The but that was only milk. after uh, weightlifting day. You don't drink the chocolate milk after you just got done from cardio outside. Yeah. I feel like that would have to be on the front of the yeah. door for me. Kent, having said all that, and, uh, and, and, and you hear this, so you know he's a knowledgeable guy. Sure. Oh yeah. And that's that's another thing. How he was saying that we all kind of bring something to the group, you know. And um, it's just, uh, I, I think it's, I think it's amazing that we've got, you know, we've got that knowledge at our disposal. That's a resource. Oh, for absolutely. Um, well, because know. I think, I think what probably, at least me, and I'm, I'm the, I'm the not doing guy, but is it, is it just that part of it? Like, what, what do you got to eat? Like, what, how much time do we take? What's a good routine? All, all those things. And with you guys having a crew. I mean, yeah. if, if somebody doesn't know the nutrition part, that guy knows. You've you know, got, you've got decades yeah. of uh, you got decades of experience. In and I was going to say some trial and yeah, error yeah. there and too, it, right? You know, he, he went over all that, and I was thinking, I was thinking at the same time. You know, you know, David Russell, he's he's a he's a physical therapist. So uh, we've got a physical therapist in the group. You know, that can that can help us. You know, and the big thing with us is is. Um, we're constantly training through something you know some somebody's always kind of hurt and this is uh that's just we've grown to accept it you know you're just going to train through something you're going to train hurt you know everybody everybody's training through something you know right. another one little things that we say that's kind of funny it's kind of a joke with us but we're not going to live long enough to heal so <laughs> you know i mean at this point you know being 50 years old or whatever you know so um yeah, you know, we, we've got all this knowledge that, you know, that, that you know, uh, 12, 15 people bring, you know, and it's, uh, you know, no, no, nothing's nothing's ever ignored. You know, everything's accepted and uh, it, it's all well received. So And, and we, we, like I said, we, we get along so well. I mean, I, I hate to use this term, but we really are kind of like a family. I mean, we, we really, I mean, we kind of consider ourselves, I'm speaking out, Tony or Kevin's brothers and, uh, we all kind of have different roles here, but uh, like decision making, you know, you're talking about nutrition. Every time I eat something, every time I do something, it either makes me closer to winning or closer to losing. Oh, yeah. There's, you know, when, you know, the time I go to bed, the temperature I sleep at, you know, if, if, do, when I wake up, you know, I wake up in the morning, the second I'm out of bed, I'm going to crank out 100 push ups before I do anything else because the guy I'm competing is not doing that. You know, when I, when I, when I get done, when I get done training, I, yeah, I'm gonna put some ice on my shoulder, 
because it's going to speed my recovery because if i don't that puts me closer to losing still closer to winning right and and you know when when we're training you know i, I feel like i have to lead by example so if dukes is over here pushing really hard I, I feel like i have to push harder and then you know john's going to do this and you know these other guys everybody's going to step their game up to make each other better you know the name iron age comes from one, it's a play. It's a triple play. It's not. A, it's almost a triple entendre instead of a double entendre. You know, iron sharpens iron. You know, it's from the there's a Bible verse about that. You know, friend, great friends make each other better. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to end up being the five people you spend the most time with. So choose wisely. Mm-hmm. And it's also about the Iron Age and the brutality of the Iron Age, and uh, it's also about our age. <laughs> so we try to play on that. But it's it's all about. It's kind of a neat thing about all of us making each other better. You know, every day we want to be better than we were the day before. You know, I talked about the thing about age before, and, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm done. It's time to quit, you know. It's time to quit. It's not time to quit. I don't do this when I'm in, I'm in my 90s. Right. I mean, I have, there's a guy that competed at Worlds last year. that He was in his 80s. Oh, wow. He's in, no, no lie, it, it, it was kind of cool. He, uh, you know, he got, he got for weigh-ins and took his jumpsuit off to weigh in, and, and he actually he had, he had 80. He was in his, like, had muscle tone, and he, uh, he actually benched. He was in, I want to say he was 165 and benched almost his weight in his 80s. And there's another one out there. There's a, there's a video out there of this lady who's 100, and she's powerlifting right now. I've got goals at, at 80 and 100. Mobility. Stellar defense. That's, that right there is you putting the Tony D in Nostradamus. There is there is technical bugs biting us lively. Every I thought day. I thought I'd probably start talking too much. So let's just give this guy a hit. <laughs> no, no, but that did signal the top of the hour. You know what? Let's let's do take a top of the hour break. When we come back, I want to talk about what happened at the World Championships, and then also just a little insight as to if somebody's interested in getting into to powerlifting, like some some little intro, little level pointers to to kind of get us going. But let's take us a quick break. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit more to Mr. Kevin Dukes and Mr. Kent Johnson. We'll be back in just a minute. You don't want to miss this. Custom shirts, vinyl decals, and all things custom printing. That's what Night Shift Printing brings your way. If you need custom printed accessories, check out... Custom shirts, vinyl decals, and all things custom printing. That's what Night Shift Printing brings your way. If you need custom printed accessories, check out my man Jacob Carter of Night Shift Printing. You can contact them direct, 321-6845, or via email at nightshiftprinting at gmail.com. That's K-N-I... GHT shift printing at gmail.com. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram. You don't want to miss it. It's well worth it. Are you ready to think outside the box? If I'm talking to you, then head on down to Smoky Mountain Axe House. Conveniently located in New Midland Plaza in Alcoa, Smoky Mountain Axe House is your one-stop shop for a good time. Veteran owned and operated and a member of the World Axe Throwing League, so when it comes to throwing axes, these guys can get you up to speed in record pace. Open to the public Thursday through Sunday and booking appointments now. Give them a call 865-268-5872 or check them out online, smaxes.com. That's S-M-A-X-E-S dot com. Family friendly to all ages and ready to book your appointment today. Think outside the box and get your axe on. 
If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Are you looking for a place to unwind and relax after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Then slide on over to the Party Pub at their brand new location in New Midland Plaza in Alcoa. The Party Pub has loads of space available to enjoy time with friends, watch that big time fight and catch that big orange game on one of the pub's 12 big time TVs. The Party Pub's kitchen also has a jam-packed menu from pizza to burgers, quesadillas to wings, and believe me, it's all great-tasting food. Call-ins are welcome. Kitchen opens each morning at 7.30. So if you're looking for a one-stop shop for a good time, check out the Party Pub with darts, billiards, and karaoke. The Party Pub has a 7.30 a.m. start time and can't wait to see you. Again, check out their new location in New Midland Plaza, the Party Pub in Alcoa, a Blunt County staple for 50 years and a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Many older adults in Blunt County struggle every day with issues that many of us take for granted, like getting to medical appointments or in and out of their homes after surgery or an injury. The Blunt County Office on Aging continues to serve them through senior-friendly transportation and minor home repairs and ramps. With more volunteers, additional seniors can receive assistance. The need is great, so whether you have an hour a month to drive for smiles or six hours a year to help build a wheelchair ramp, you're invited to join. For details about volunteer opportunities, call 865-977-1013 or email Joni Shaver, Blunt County Office of Aging Director, at jshaver at bluntcaa.org. Broadway Barbershop, a Blunt County staple since 1958 and a proud sponsor of Maryville Red Rebel Football. Your home for state champion Alcoa Tornado Football is WKVL AM 850 and 100.9 FM, Maryville, Tennessee. Craving some amazing eats today? REO Cheese Wagon features a gourmet grilled cheese selection made to order. Their menu includes some old favorites and unexpected pairings to keep you coming back for more. Voted Reader's Choice Best Food Truck in Blunt County, I guarantee somewhere between Nacho Mama and Blackberry Smoke you will find your favorite. Follow REO Cheese Wagon on Facebook so you can mark your calendars on where to find that cheesy goodness each day. Or visit their website at REOCheeseWagon.com. REO Cheese Wagon, grilled cheese with a gourmet twist. Let's start the show. On the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is WKVL. AM 850 and 100.9 FM. Maryville, Tennessee. A service of Blunt Broadcasting Corporation. 
And welcome back inside the Party Pub Studios as Gremlins Will Never Leave Me. But uh, you know what? We're, we're going to have a good time anyway. Joined by, by Kent Johnson, Kevin Dukes of Iron Age Powerlifting. Guys, great first segment. We talked a lot about just the team, that the environment that you guys kind of have facilitated, kind of the knowledge and, and the the kind of plan that you guys put together. But but we talked a little bit, and we've kind of made note and mention of this World Championships that just happened this past weekend. Kevin, of course, lifts 570. That's still like – I don't think I'll completely wrap my head around that for a, a long time. That's just – that's a lot of parts where Kevin and I work. Well, it takes a lot to, to get that big. But, uh, but guys, what, what does that look like? Like how did – I guess, how did you learn about this Worlds? Were you part of the, the setup for that? And then really, how did the weekend kind of unfold? The uh, the Worlds is, is an annual event. Uh, each federation you know has different events and stuff, but ISPF, SPF has the World Championships. Uh, two years ago, I went down to Atlanta, competed down there, and then last year it was in Virginia. And we didn't go because we were afraid we'd get locked down and stuck there and quarantined there. <laughs> right. And, and you can be stuck a lot of places, but Virginia's probably not. The not where – now, Jamaica, I'm down. But, uh, Virginia Beach, not yeah. so much. Right. So, but we um, – but that this this year they were in Tennessee, and uh, we knew they were going to be there. So, uh, you know, we had all qualified. And then uh, we entered the team competition as well. Usually the weigh-ins were the day before. you got to weigh in the day before, and there's different weight classes. you got to go in different divisions. You go by age and weight. And then uh, it's a long day, man. Saturday, uh, you get there Saturday, the, the rules meetings at 8 o'clock. They go over the rules for each lift and what the judges expect and what they're looking for. Uh, they tell you about the commands on the, the bench, the deadlift and the squat. They tell you about the depth that you've got to hit for squat. They give you specific things to look for, specific things the judges would red light you for. And then usually it's squat first. So, so when you say red light, sorry to interrupt. No, but that's okay. Is that is that a deduction in points, or are you disqualified? Disqual- at that? What to do? You've got three judges. That that lift just doesn't count. Yeah. Oh, okay. You got three judges, and if two out of three give you a red light instead of a white light, that lift is qualified. Oh wow! So you have to go, and you only get so many opportunities, right? Three. Three. Yeah. So continue. Sorry. Okay. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, so you start with your squat, and you you got. Usually two groups, you've got what's called equipped lifters and raw lifters. We're raw. Uh, equipped lifters use the, the suits, the compression suits, the bench shirts. Some of them use slingshots. You've got single ply where you can have one layer, and you have multi ply where you can have like a bench shirt, a squat suit, and a slingshot on top of that if you want to. Oh, wow. And it multiplies. It's like Inspector Gadget. It multiplies what you can do tremendously. Um, Kenny Patterson, for example, his, he's a, a world he's, he's kind of a, a, a world leader way back in the 90s his best raw bench I think was in the 400s and his best equipped bench was in the 700s Kevin you could have lifted the roof off that place if you'd have had all that stuff <laughs> they'd have to find something to fit his chest <laughs> so the, you have the equipped lifters and you have the raw lifters and squatting takes the longest I think because you got to get the bar height and you got to be you got to get depth and you got to make sure everybody's very safe and um, so that took at least three hours, four hours, just get yeah. through the squats. Now, now, how does that play into it? I mean, I, of course, being an athlete or being competitors, I mean, there's some similarities, right? Absolutely. But, like, when you have events like this that are, like, staged and you have different, you know, how do you <clears throat> stay pumped, for the lack of a better word? Uh, you just have to <clears> – <throat> you just kind of keep up with the day and you keep up with the lifters. Um me for this 
particular worlds, I chose to do a bench only because I had really kind of focused my training around. There was there, there was a cash prize that was available. Uh, I kind of wanted to uh, focus. Uh, I kind of wanted to focus on that cash prize because I've never been well. I've never been able to compete for a cash prize or for yeah. for 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 anything other than a trophy. So that was kind of something new for me. So it was a little extra motivation um, because. Um, it's just something I've never sure. been able to train for. So um, it, it, it's kind of tough. You know, I, I've never really been asked that. But it, it is kind of tough during that day because, you know, I, I didn't – I knew my first lift. I knew I wasn't going to get started until about 12. And I was there at 8. So right. I kind of just kind of had to keep myself reeled in and, you know – Right, and, and, it, and it really just kind of depends on the kind of person you are too, or whatever. So yeah. I've I've had a lot of perf, like performing friends, like you know, whether it's musicians or whatever, and, and a lot of that stuff is timing. Yeah. You know, you can right. get you can kind of get geeked up, or you can get geeked out. And my roles, my roles a little different. I, I've you know, I feel like I have responsibility for everybody and making sure everybody's what they need to do and, sure. and where they need to be. So I have to I have to try to keep my focus is really on my teammates. That, that's the first. I got to make sure they get what they need, and my second goal is to make sure that I score as many points as I can to to make the team win. Th- those are my two focuses. So, what I do is, is I'm naturally competitive. So I have to kind of gear everything off. I try to keep everything level, where I make sure they have what they need when they need it, and then when it's time for me to warm up, uh, I warm up, and then right then I start getting that switch on. And I try to ramp up during warm up. My first lift, I get a little get a little more intense. My second lift a little more, and right before that third lift is is when you I need li- to peak, right? I, I, that's when I that's when I want to peak emotionally and get everything I have in that one great, just intense push, and then kind of get gear back down, get ready for my next one, you know, because it's going to be a couple hours, and again, make sure my teammates have what they need. And what really helps us is we have a little circle, you know, we're all back there, our families, our kids are playing. And we're all there together, kind of laughing, keeping everybody loose. And it's kind of funny, you know. The, the more, <clears throat> the more, um, the more experienced that we become in these in these meets, you you see guys uh, becoming a little bit more comfortable in the room. Um, you know, we 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 had some. We've had some guys that never competed before in their first, you know, the, they may have, they may have puked over in a trash can or something right. somewhere or whatever. You know, just you just, oh, you yeah. Know, you get, um, you know, because you know, if 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 you're not used to it, but it, it's kind of it's kind of cool to watch uh, watch everybody grow and become more become more experienced and stuff. And 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 some guys some guys are just going to be nervous. They're just going to be nervous. Right. They're going to be that person that's just kind of. Kent and I had a a good discussion leading up to uh, leading up to this world's. I think it was about Tuesday or Wednesday. We were talking over the phone. Um, you know, and I, I was saying, <clears throat> you know. He'll kind of ask me if I'm ready, you know, for these things, and and I'm always ready. I can I can go, you know, and I'm like I just you know I wished it was now. I wished it was now because I don't like having to idle myself. I don't, you know, what I'm saying I I, I want to go. I want to go now, and it's you can you can kind of really sap your energy a lot days earlier if you're if you're allowing yourself to get too keyed up and too hyped up, and um, during that week leading up. You know, to a big competition like that, you you, you need to be just kind of in cruise control, you know, mentally and physically, and just kind of keeping things at an even keel. 
Now, and, and Chris, if jump in there if you got got one. You got one? Yeah, I was, was going to ask the difference between the uh, individual events and the team events. Oh, that's, that's a great question. Uh, ideally, what it is, you get your know, individual events, you know, it's, it's basically what you do as an individual. You're, you're competing in your age and division, right? So, like, um, I, I, I'm competing for my age group and my weight class for first, second, or third. Ideally, in most federations, and there is some, there is some, some fluctuation with this, but uh, if you score if you score one, a first place point, your team gets three points. If you score a second, your team gets two. If you score three third, your team gets one. And that's what usually works. And uh, so what some of us will do is we'll compete in our age group and open, so we can score more points, or mm. we'll compete in additional events. Like SPS has some additional events. Uh, like a bench place for reps and different things like that that some of us will enter to, to get more team points. So what you additionally what you want is you only create as many points for your team as you can and then all the teams that are entered, the team with the highest points totally ends up winning the, the, the championship the team championship for the event. And now now you talked about your your guys' crew like how I, I guess I guess there's no real limits probably on big or small. Is there like 10 or 10 or fewer members 20 or fewer the, the members first, or how? most of them most federations it's usually 10 or 12 members are the only ones they'll count points for okay you can enter up you can enter as many as you want but your 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 top 10 depending on federation or whatever your only your top 10 or 12 can point count right? for it yeah, yeah. Right. okay yeah. so it's like fishing yeah, <laughs> you just got your lunker, got your lunker out there. Now, but I'm just kidding. But but that's that's just really interesting because it, it you know as as end of as I guess different as it is, there's still some there's there's a lot of that competitive edge and that that similarity. That's just it kind of ingrained in sport, yeah. and, that, and that's really cool. And, and it is and like we've got a um, you know the other thing that's kind of neat about us is it's not really by design, but. We have just about every weight class from 165 up covered, which is just kind of unique and kind of neat. And uh, most of us are in the the 50 plus masters, so you know we can go our age group and open and score points, and so that gives us a little bit of an advantage over a lot of people. Yeah. Open tells you that it's anything anybody, right? Any any, any age group, any age group. It's like regardless of classification. Regardless, right? you know, you can be 25 or 75 if you're you compete like. You know, we can throw Dukes and, and Ferg and some of those guys in any, you know, we'll, we'll do their masters and we'll, 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 you know, we'll, we'll knuckle up and go in uh, against the young guys too and we can score some points. Now, now, of course, we know you guys are centralized Blunt County basically, yes, right? Sir. Now, do you have any like local other groups or, or clubs that you even, you know, you do your, your federation events, but you also kind of keep up with them maybe via social media or anything? Not not so much locally um, here around Maryville, but there, there's, um, there, there's a lot of guys. They don't really, you know, they don't – <clears throat> they don't have a group name, kind of like we do, or whatever. You know, not as is cool. that is that a little different? It's, uh, it's, it's not. It's not as cool. I don't think. So. No, you they ain't got this rock, rock, rock <laughs> normally, normally, the folks that you see that that enter as a team, they'll enter. They'll enter under a gym name or a oh, facility yeah. name, maybe a sponsor name, right? Or something. And that's and, and that's what the deal is. So uh, that kind of it kind of separates us. But a lot of those places, a lot of those places are from northern Georgia northern alabama we've <clears throat> we've become really good friends with a group out of rogersville tennessee um they all um they'll lift kind of all together uh out of a pro elite fitness up there 
will go up there for their fundraiser meets. Uh, they've came down here to train with us, and that's another good that's another good byproduct of what you know <clears throat> what this is all about. You would think you know, and it's it's a really it's a really really hyped, intense atmosphere inside one of these competitions inside one you know a world competition or a national competition even something that's just you know uh, a local type deal and maybe a little little smaller time but um you'd think you know with that going on you know and that much you know that much testosterone in one that much testosterone in one room you'd think there'd be more fist fights than there were pats on the back but it's not that way at all it's the most supportive environment that you'll ever want to be in you'll have Really you know, professional, yeah. You'll have, you'll have. <clears throat> I would say professional is not the word I would use. I, I, I no. think supportive because you're going to see, really I mean, you're going to see like blood really, shooting out of noses sometimes. Oh wow! I mean, you you really familiar with people that you don't even know because what it is is you you know what it took to get there. You know what the training's all about. You know what type of courage it takes to stand up there in a singlet. You know, and, and you have to wear a wrestling singlet pretty much to compete you um it it takes a lot of courage to get up there and and perform these lifts in front of a room of maybe a hundred people or so sometimes more than that you know up in gatlinburg for the nationals back in june i guess of this year is that when it was yeah. i mean there was probably 200 people in that room oh wow and, uh That's so it lot. takes courage so there's a lot of respect from lifter to lifter uh, and it's it's one of the most supportive sports environments that I've ever been in, as far as not you know. not a trash talking no, outing. No, not really. I, no, not not really. I mean, there, there's there's competition involved. You know what I'm saying? I mean, sure. you know, we we uh, we we've kind of uh, you know we want to we want we want that team trophy. We want to, yes. we want that team title every time we go. Absolutely, because we work our we work our butts off as a team as a group, and you know we. You know, we we take vacation days to train together. You know That's what I'm saying? Cool. You know, you know what I'm saying. We take we take vacation days to, uh, you know, come up here to Olympia from ten to twelve. You know what I'm saying? Uh, to 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 be able to get these training sessions that are important. Um, you know, I, I know it's important for me to be there with those guys for 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 my success. You know, so. Um, I need to be in that group. I need to be in that dynamic. So, yeah, I have taken time off work so I can go train. Um, and that's what it means to me. But that's so we can all be successful. Oh, that's yeah. the way we can go to this to this next meet or whatever and we can bring home that team trophy. So, so you, you were talking about um, – of course, we talked about the work. We've, we've talked about that. Like what – I saw a picture. There was a lot of trophies on the floor. There was like a – was that an ax? Yeah. That you Kevin, were holding. Uh, we got we got uh, an axe for the the team world championship, and then Kevin got one for the highest raw bench of the entire meet. That's, so you that's, were the big dog. Uh, out of <laughs> everybody, even I that's mean, awesome. Some pretty freaky guys, you know. And our boy over here took the highest raw bench, and then uh, in the world. So we're gonna see him <laughs> in the Olympics next. <laughs> if they ever make it an Olympic event, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't bet against him, or I would bet against him or some other teammates either one. But the uh, that's awesome. Then we also uh, we had guys that are like in our multiple divisions and multiple events. So like you know you got your the Masters and then if you enter Open and then if you enter another event, um, to again getting those team points. We had a we had a guy uh, at the Nationals. Uh, I don't say he was upset, but he. He didn't. He wasn't real happy that that we won 
that we won the the team trophy the nationals and uh but to just we we entered and to say this guy he, he you know he just he had a team he had a team involved and uh, you know he was very involved with his team and uh, you know I, and he I, recruited lifters that weren't <laughs> he recruited lifters that were there that were already uh champions you know, to be on his team oh wow to try and then and then <clears throat> we still won still got them still got them so. <laughs> so. like the that's up. almost like the sweeter thing right it's like picking up players at a softball game. I mean, I mean, he, uh, he that's exactly in. what I think of, Chris, every <laughs> he time it happens. I think of that over at That never happened. Yeah. He, pulled in, he pulled in two guys that are amazing lifters. I mean, right. amazing lifters and uh, that, 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 are both, that are both world-level lifters. And both of them entered multiple events to get those extra points. But we just uh, – we got them. Got them. So, so we talked about all that, like progression to, to how you guys created your group – how you competed at Worlds, again, Dukes being the, the man. We talked about that quite a bit. Uh, what about some young lifters? Like, if they're, they're just interested, you know, maybe, maybe they're just they're, – they're, that is their passion. You know, the, the, maybe they're, they're currently a football player, a baseball player, a basketball player, and really they enjoy that sport, but really the, the preparation, the, the workout, that, that side of it. What would you tell young lifters that, that maybe to, to progress to, to get to where you guys are? Be smart. Um, go find someone that knows what they're doing that will keep you safe and give you the right, the right advice. You know, there's some football programs here at high school that have amazing strength condition coaches. I mean, the, I, mean, I, mean I, I mean, I don't know all of them, but, you know, Brandon Waters. Is I was going to say Coach Waters. And, and, yeah. and Coach Nix. Oh, absolutely. Both those two guys, they're, they're not going to – those guys know what they're doing. They will – they're great resources. You're always welcome to come talk to us. We like people. And like I said, you know, again, my take is a little different. I think my, my primary goal for his team is to, is to set a good example for other people and to be leaders and – and to give people something positive to focus on, we're happy to help. Um, we also have a program at my church that's been going on 11 years where on Thursday nights we work out hard for about uh, 45 minutes to an hour, and we have a 50-minute devotion time. And uh, we got a lot of high school kids there. Uh, that's actually, really we got, cool. we got four young ladies that are going to be competing in January. They've just started. And uh, they're one's from Greenback, one's from William Blunt, and two are from Maryville. So it's kind of cool. But they're going to they're going to be their first powers competition in January in Oak Ridge. That's cool. And so. we're, we're going to be there to support them. Absolutely. So, and uh, now, is that is that your guys' next competition in January, or do you have some fall events? Well, see, backing up just a little bit, you know, you, you, you asked earlier kind of how we, how we know about the – the, the, the different meets and when uh-huh. it's going to happen and stuff you know all these different federations they post this on the, on the internet of course and uh-huh. um, say the the IPF the SPF uh, they have most of theirs near us so you can get on the um, uh, the Southern Powerlifting SPF website and that's kind of how everybody that's going to lift an SPF kind of sets up their training cycle so we knew from June back when we did the nationals well, how much time we had to the world so that's kind of what we had our eye we had our eye on i think it was a 10 or 12 week training cycle so it's kind of a long one and um just by keeping up with that federation is how you know what meets you want to go to and uh, you, you don't necessarily have to be in the spf or ipf spf you can uspc they have some around here. NASA, of course. NASA NASA stands for a Natural Athlete Strength Association. They're a tested, um, they're a tested organization. Uh, so USPC has some tested meets as well. 
um, what I say, what I mean by tested is drug tested and stuff. Oh, absolutely. So, for um, like uh, steroids. GH yeah. and steroids. steroids yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I, I like I like NASA and, and USPC both uh, as well as SPF and um, but the NASA's are kind of neat because you can it's a whole different atmosphere and uh, especially because all those are tested. So the, that's that's kind of neat. But that, that's that'd be my advice to give them is find someone that, that's that's knowledgeable that you can trust and uh, and and get some advice from them. Stay safe. Do it smart. You know, stay drug free. You know, stay. You don't need. You know, stay drug free. Focus on your nutrition. Focus on being healthy. Mm-hmm. Focus on on getting just get better every day of your life. And and you're gonna get me into my coach mode here a little bit. But you know, the, the every day of your life, you want to get better spiritually, socially, intellectually, and 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 you know, every day, focus on getting better. And you talk about eating that elephant one bite at a time. You know, it's not. You get overwhelmed if you look at the big picture. But are you getting better every day? Are you doing the things that are making you better? Are you getting closer to winning or closer to losing with every decision you make? Mm-hmm. And if you you're talking about if you get guys like Coach Nix and Coach Waters, and I'm sure there's other ones that I'm forgetting. I apologize. I'm sure there's other great ones out there. But uh, my son, you know, he played for Coach Nix, mm-hmm. and my son, you know, to this day will quote Coach Nix at the drop of a hat. You know, you know, you know, people count on you. Do your job. Control what you can control. I mean, it just comes out of his mouth like this. Mm-hmm. And and get around people like that, they're going to make you better. Get around people that are going to elevate you up. A high tide raises all boats. Mm-hmm. Get to surround yourself with people that are going to make you successful. You know, uh, and, and, you know, that's where we're very blessed is, you know, we've got all these guys. We, we joke around being alpha males, but they're also guys that are going to lift each other up. And they're not going to be satisfied being mediocre. Hey, life's too short to be mediocre. <laughs> right, so, absolutely. So, hey, tomorrow could be the greatest day of your life, but you've got to be willing to look for it. You've got to be wise enough to recognize it. You have to have some courage to act on it. Mm. And and that's that's what you need to approach every day. When you wake up every morning, you'll never get that time back. Yesterday's dead and gone. I don't want to hear about what you did in junior high. You know, nobody cares. What are you doing today and tomorrow? Right. Is the world a better place? Because unless of, you're in junior high, unless I'm sorry, unless you're in junior high, <laughs> then I do want to hear. Or if you're in, if you're in if you're in elementary school, then right. I want to hear what's in junior high. I'm sorry, but no, that's okay. But I mean that that's just that's just the way that that, that we try to approach things, and because there's so much negativity going on in the world right now, there's so much doom and gloom. Are you making the world a better place? If this whole place was pitch black, a single light can lead everyone out. Sure, you're either part of the light or part of the darkness. You're either lifting people up or pulling them down. Mm-hmm. And the strong, you know, the stronger you are, the easier it is to lift people up. And 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 I didn't mean to get a little preachy right here, but this is these it's are things. Stuff. Th- these are things that I believe in wholeheartedly. And, and the people that are invested in kids and invested in other people to make their life better, you know, that's what we need to be doing. And if we can shine a light on on the good things in life of what we're accomplishing athletically and spiritual or athletically and physically hopefully we can guide people into better emotional health a better mm-hmm. spiritual health a better quality of life if we can set an example for them we get messages all the time about people that they're inspired to try to get healthier they're inspired to try to do you know that 78 percent of people that are hospitalized with covid are obese i didn't i didn't but either until the other day i got a friend of mine at the hospital sent me that stat what are we doing to help people live a better quality of life you know, what are we doing? Is it just, are we just living our life to, to go to work, pay bills, wake up and get a closer day to dine? Are we letting our life rot on the vine? Are we making the world a better place? Sure. And, and, and these are things that I'm passionate about because I've seen the results of, of what living a life to take care of other people can do. And, right. and if we can, you know, what Kevin does, what Big Ferg does, John, David Russell, these guys are putting up these huge numbers 
it gets people's attention. And then you start looking at their life and you're like, wow, that's pretty cool. This guy's a great friend. He's a great husband. He's a great man. You know, he's, he's, he's a great teammate. You know, he, he, that's what I want to be. And, you know, if somebody that doesn't have a father, you know, somebody that doesn't have a good role model in their life, if they're looking at these guys and we're drawing attention to it, but what we're doing athletically and they get the important stuff after that, that's good stuff. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. Chris, we've been taking to school for about the last hour. Guys, <laughs> I, I sure appreciate you guys for coming in. It's been, like, like I said, enlightening. And, and, and I'm – I'm as I don't ignorant to the to the sport as as anyone was, but but guys, you you guys opened it up and, and told us you know kind of your guys's journey, but also ways that that people could hook into the sport. So guys, thanks for coming in. Uh, thank you for having Absolutely. us. We really thanks appreciate it, man. Thank you guys. Hey, uh, excited for what's in in store for you guys in the future. Like I said, we get to see Hunter each and every Friday night. He he puts a, a hard working ethic on uh, on display when he's in there. And then ultimately, uh, I work with Kevin on the rig. So I, I get to see him working uh, each and every day too. But guys, let's take us another quick break. We'll uh, we'll kind of wrap this part up. But then when we come back, we're going to talk Gator Hater Week uh, here on, on the grind. We, we can – We'll talk a bit, a little bit about that at the break. But uh, Tennessee will take on Florida. That's how we'll close today's uh, episode, uh, talking a little bit about Florida, uh, what Dan Mullins will have in store for the Vols, and then ultimately, do we think the hype crew, Coach Heupel and company, can do anything in the swamp uh, to kind of take that away? We'll talk it all on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKVLradio.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Custom shirts, vinyl decals, and all things custom printing. That's what Night Shift Printing brings your way. If you need custom printed accessories, check out my man Jacob Carter of Night Shift Printing. You can contact them direct 321-6845 or via email at nightshiftprinting at gmail.com. That's K-N-I-G-H-T, shiftprinting at gmail.com. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram. You don't want to miss it. It's well worth it. Do you want to hear your business mentioned on this show? We can make that happen. Hit us up on our email. That's wayne at thegrindonsports.com. That's wayne at thegrindonsports.com. Are you ready to think outside the box? If I'm talking to you, then head on down to Smoky Mountain Axe House. Conveniently located in New Midland Plaza in Alcoa, Smoky Mountain Axe House is your one-stop shop for a good time. Veteran owned and operated and a member of the World Axe Throwing League, so when it comes to throwing axes, these guys can get you up to speed in record pace. Open to the public Thursday through Sunday and booking appointments now. Give them a call 865-268-5872 or check them out online, smaxes.com. 
com. That's S-M-A-X-E-S dot com. Family friendly to all ages and ready to book your appointment today. Think outside the box and get your axe on. The housing market in East Tennessee is booming. Have you found yourself daydreaming of that perfect home or need more space for your growing family? Finding the right mortgage lender is an important first step in making those dreams a reality. Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group of Maryville is your hometown expert with over 20 years in the mortgage industry. Donna can help with all types of mortgages from conventional to VA and everything in between. Having a proven expert like Donna Cry in your corner will give you an edge against the competition. Call Donna Cry at 865-984-9948 today for more information or to get your home buying process started. Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group, where home ownership dreams become a reality. Are you looking for a place to unwind and relax after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Then slide on over to the Party Pub at their brand new location in New Midland Plaza in Alcoa. The Party Pub has loads of space available to enjoy time with friends, watch that big time fight, and catch that big orange game on one of the pub's 12 big time TVs. The Party Pub's kitchen also has a jam-packed menu from pizza to burgers, quesadillas to wings, and believe me, it's all great tasting food. Call-ins are welcome. Kitchen opens each morning at 7.30. So if you're looking for a one-stop shop for a good time, check out the Party Pub with darts, billiards, and karaoke. The Party Pub has a 7.30 a.m. start time and can't wait to see you. Again, check out their new location in New Midland Plaza, the Party Pub in Alcoa, a Blunt County staple for 50 years and a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Are you ready to think outside the box? If I'm talking to you, then head on down to Smoky Mountain Axe House. Conveniently located in New Midland Plaza in Alcoa, Smoky Mountain Axe House is your one-stop shop for a good time. Veteran-owned and operated and a member of the World Axe Throwing League, so when it comes to throwing axes, these guys can get you up to speed in record pace. Open to the public Thursday through Sunday and booking appointments now. Give them a call, 865-268-5872, or check them out online, smaxes.com. That's S-M-A-X-E-S dot com. Family friendly to all ages and ready to book your appointment today. Think outside the box and get your axe on. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. And welcome back inside the Party Pub Studios as we are grinding it out here on a Tuesday edition. And Chris Hips to my left and uh, Kevin Dukes and Kent Johnson to my right. Guys, uh, they have they have decided to stick around with us, talk a little balls, talk a little Gator Hater Week. And, uh, and guys, appreciate you sticking around with us. But uh, on the docket this week, is uh, it, it seems to be a, a September tradition, uh, Tennessee and Florida. It's usually hot, and it's going to be so again in Gainesville this weekend. But uh, Coach Heupel uh, takes his 2-1 and one Vols 
to Gainesville to take on Dan Mullins in in really off of their their only loss of the season, but a two point loss to number one Alabama, the Crimson Tide. Looks like looks like Dan's got them uh, got them firing on all cylinders, able to stop Alabama's run game. I don't know in the last five years the last team that did that. But uh, it's going to be an uphill climb here this week, but I'm excited. You know, the orange glasses come out of the case, go on for me. And uh, and you know what? That's the reason you play them. There's always a chance. And I like I, I like, uh, I like Coach Heupel, so I'm excited about what the weekend looks like. But, guys, uh, what am I, am, I, am I barking up the wrong tree a little bit? Anything can happen. You're saying there's a chance. There's Lloyd a, Christmas told me that. Well, the, uh, you go back to, if you're a Vol fan, there's two games you have to go back to. The 1986 Sugar Bowl, Sugar Bowl. when yeah. they thought we would know. Everybody was talking about Miami getting a national championship after they beat the Vols. They were already talking all that, and we took them to the woodshed. Oh. I can still remember uh, Keith Jackson calling the game, <laughs> and Jeff Powell broke out for that long run, and Jackson's like, He's Benny Blades has got world class speed. He's not going to outrun Benny Blades. Well, maybe he will. And <laughs> and from there it was on. And then but again, Keith, Benny Blades has world class speed. There you go. You do it better than I do. And that then the so other one funny. is the uh, the Notre Dame game, oh. uh, right up there in front of Touchdown Jesus uh, on in on their campus when we fell behind and we came back and blocked kick and won. And there's nothing better than a fired up mad Lou Holtz. I just feel like that's that's <laughs> a good so, so, one. You know, those are two that always <laughs> come to mind. I remember talking about at halftime of that game, that Notre Dame game. You know, everybody was, you know, they're saying, but, you know, you stick around, you watched, anything can happen. The balls, you know, the ball bounces funny sometimes. And if you, uh, you know, if you if you play hard from, and you get a break or two, there's always a chance if you do what you can do. So I, I'm, I'm going to hold out hope. I feel like it. it's this way. And Chris Chris is from Carolina. He's from North Carolina. So he's he's a Tar Heel by trade, but he's married into Vols. So okay. I, he's he's getting right. He's got he's got more Vols stuff than he has Tar Heel stuff, at least that I've seen him in. But uh, here's the deal. The thing that gives me hope for Tennessee is in a lot of ways when they lost to Pitt there two weeks ago, it was Pitt didn't beat them. Tennessee just didn't execute and didn't get it done. And so, in, in my in my eyes, it's not that it's not when you talk about run game and run defense and really depth at a lot of places that Florida doesn't have an advantage. It's just the fact that if Tennessee can put the the pieces together execution wise, uh, we can scare some people. And and I feel like the two quarterbacks that Florida's rolling out there, they're young, they're kind of aggressive, and sometimes you can turn that against them. What do you think, Kevin? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> looking at the pit game, like you said. I saw a lot of, I guess, maybe uh, lack of poise type, type types of things. I mean, what was the difference at the end of that ball game? Can you say it was all the penalties? Can you say it was, you know, the – Is that referee not giving <laughs> giving old, uh, old Hooker the first down? That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, because I mean, there was a lot of – it seemed like to me there was a lot of undisciplined type penalties, um, you know, and that's, that's the mark of, you know uh, – Maybe not so, not, not so much young, but just you know, they haven't had a lot of time in this system. Uh, you know, uh, not a lot of time with with the same quarterback. Not a, not not a cohesive unit. You know, they 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 cost themselves uh, a, a touchdown. They were inside the five, and then had some costly penalties that backed them up. You know, and pretty much put them in field goal range to where they probably should have had seven points there. So. I don't remember what the difference in the ball game was, but it, it, it seven was. points. 
So, <laughs> right you know, there you know, at so it. That, buddy. That, that puts them at it, you know. So, but what I liked about it was, <clears throat> is they they continued to fight. You know, they continued to play. They can continued to compete, and I think that's something these teams uh, that we've uh, that we've seen over the last few years uh, have kind of lacked. You know, they they kind of get demoralized. You know, when they get so many points behind, or they have so many tough things happen to them, or they do so many um, silly things to themselves. You know, they get demoralized and they stop fighting, um, and that's. That's, that's hard for me to watch, you know what I'm right. saying? You know, it's, uh, so. Well, and in a lot of ways, you know, I, I know a lot of Tennessee fans hate him. And, and you know what? I have, I have hatred, and, and maybe at that time I would have burned a mattress also. But that's something Lane Kiffin, he's got it. He's got a way to get players to fight and, right. and to really believe more in themselves than maybe or, – or I guess he believes in them more than maybe sometimes they believe in themselves. She, I remember in 2009 – and. You know, did he do it the cleanest way? You know, there's a lot of a lot of swirling uh, options there. But those Sullins boys, if I don't tell you he can coach and get a lot out of some kids, that, he had two twin offensive linemen walk-ons that started in the SEC and came uh, three block field goals away from beating Alabama, the eventual national champion that year. And so, to me, uh, that's that's a huge piece, right? And I think culturally, uh, what Hypels had to go up against, really, I, I wouldn't even say, Chris – this is a 180. Uh, this is – I think you may have to turn around a couple times uh, to get from Pruitt to Hypel. I mean, just, just in, in the way he handles media, the way he does different things, but really the, the, the structure that he's just trying to implement. I mean, it went from ground and pound like we're going to get a, a – we're going to score a couple times and hope our defense can keep them at, at zero to now it's – I think uh, – the de- we're forcing defenses to to snap the ball like every four four and a half seconds. I mean, it's something right. it's something stupid right now. All right. And uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he doesn't have any really weird <laughs> slogans. But but I'll, I'll say I'm uh, I'm I'm optimistic. I, I like what it, what the chances are. But you look at it, Dan Mullen. Uh, a little side note, a little maybe hopeful uh, fodder here. Uh, his name's being linked a little bit to some discussion about that USC opening. Uh, could that uh, should it permeate the uh, the locker room? And if anybody's listening that could help it permeate the locker room, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <Be great>. uh, <laughs> yeah, help me along with that. But uh, could that could there be a little little noise that that shake them a little bit? You know, I think Florida they're almost it almost helped my opinion them playing as good as they did against Alabama. Because if one thing's about a Dan Mullins team is when they peak. There's usually a good thud right after it, and, so we'll see. Pretty and you good. also realize, you know, people when teams play Alabama, they tend to be beat up a little bit the next week. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like the, 80, <laughs> the 85 Bears. After a team played 85 Bears, you'd be amazed how many times they lost the next week or the 78 Steelers. And uh, a lot of times in college, when after you play Bama, the next week you go down a little bit if you don't look through, you know, perfect sure. orange colored glasses. I like them. And then uh, <laughs> you've got that, and then you've got the emotional peak of. You know, think when was the last time they actually beat Alabama and they come with two points at home? You know, these are 18, 19 year old kids. It's got to be an emotional letdown. That's 11 straight losses for Dan Mullins against uh, Nick Saban, it, which a lot of people have a lot of losses against but it, Nick it's, Saban. It's more fun if you say Florida has 11 straight losses against anybody. Yeah. And that, yeah, that, I like that's, it. Just, that's just nice. And it, and it spans a long time because they don't play every year. <laughs> but, Chris, go, go ahead there. You want to jump in? Well, for me, the. Uh 
I think the biggest thing that people need to keep an eye on is uh, AR-15, Anthony Richardson, the backup quarterback for Florida. I was the like, big, what? <laughs> the big uh, quarterback. You know, he didn't play in the Alabama game because of a hamstring injury. They're saying that he's still been limited in practice, even though he's doing better. He's not been asked to run on that. To me, Emory Jones, he's you know he was this highly touted quarterback coming out of high school, but he hasn't lived up to that height in my opinion. I think he has what three touchdowns to six interceptions on the year for Florida. He's very careless with the ball, throwing it in uh, coverage, and like you said, I mean to me, Tennessee has the mindset we're coming in here as a twenty-point underdog. I mean. Just go down there and get yeah. loose. Go down there and get loose, man. There's nothing I mean, what what, what, yeah, what, you what get, do you got to lose? If you get you beat know? by twenty, uh Pruitt did it, made a career out of it at Tennessee. He still <laughs> he feel probably gonna get paid out of it. You know what I'm saying? Just go, go down there and live your best life and, and, and play some football. You know? And no matter how good or how athletic a team is, if you bust them in the mouth <laughs> for four quarters and that you can get that ball to bounce your way once or twice, then all of a sudden they get tight. They they're supposed to be winning by twenty. And oh, the pressure's not, on. The pressure's on, Florida, on. Yeah. The pressure's on, and these these guys in orange are, are busting me in the mouth every time I'm trying yeah. to do something. The ball's not staying. You know, do I want? Do I want? And and, and do, have they broke my spirit? Do I want that extra yard? You know, to get my team, or do I want to go out of bounds, or I want to maybe short arm that instead of taking a pop? Yeah. You know, yeah. is it in my head? I I'll you know kind of and I'll tell you, COVID didn't give us a lot of things, but COVID gave me this. Like I, I literally watched, I watched the Sugar Vols DVD, I watched the 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 Big Orange Expedition, the '98 season, I watched. Uh, I think it was the 08 Elite Eight basketball team. I watched some. There was a DVD with Bruce. You know his teams. I watched. Most of the Lady Vol DVDs. I mean, I watched it all. I, historic, historical stuff for Tennessee. I watched a lot of it. And I'll never just you talk about you, you know may not always be the most athletic. Dale Jones. Dale Jones is probably the consummate work hard and good things will happen yeah. kind of guy. And and he's a you know he's still he's still coaching football. I think he's at is he at Louisville now? I think he's with uh, Satterfield. Uh, he went with him there, but uh, just a just a guy that that just wasn't going to lose. I think he I think he might have picked off. Testaverde and sacked him a couple of times, so. and that's all he ever wanted to be was a vault. Yeah. That's it. That's all he ever. Wanted. Bill Bates, yeah, yeah. Bill Three Bates, Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, he kind of set the 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 precedent for the special teams pro bowler that wasn't a, a kicker. And you know, and the, you go back to you talking about the the ninety eight vols. What happened when we broke that streak there? You know, Al Wilson just decided we weren't losing. Right. And he called what three fumbles and at least one of them inside the five yard line. He's still a guy that I'm pretty sure would scare me in, in person. He's just that dude. So, you know, it just it, – it, you know, everybody talks about, you know, yeah, that they may have a little better athletes. And, and, but you got – if you want to look at it on the positive side, they just came through a crazy physical game with the best team in the country. They came close to winning, but they didn't. <laughs> but but they, they didn't. So, they don't have – you know, it's, it's now their whole season's, you know, they still got to play Georgia – you know, so that's going to be the game that's going to really decide the SEC. And, then, and another thing that goes along with that are they look, are they looking all the way past? That's what I'm saying. Are they Tennessee. looking are they looking all the way past Tennessee and pretty much everybody else in the East thinking that they're going to coast all the way to that East Championship so they can get back to Alabama? I, I think I think they're definitely. I, it wouldn't be far fetched to think they're looking past everybody right to Georgia. Because what's what's the first what's the first thing you heard after they lost that ball game? This past Saturday. We'll see him again. Yeah. We'll see him again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> work at it. Work at it. But uh, we're, we're, let's pick that game. Let's pick that game. We're going to go with the points. Most of the time, 
here we're just straight up. We're just wins and losses because at the end of the day, that's what matters. Uh, but in Tennessee's favor, 20-point dog is the Vols. On the road in Gainesville, it's their first road game of the year. It's their first SEC game of the year. And it's Heupel's first road and SEC game. Uh, big, big shoes right there uh, to all kind of come into one. 20-point dog. I'm going to put it on on the uh, – on the uh, the – I guess the move in. We're gonna go with hips. What what do you think? I feel like you're you're a realist, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you might says. want me to go last then, but I'm I'm thinking, you know Boys for a comeback, right? Well, I mean, for me, Tennessee, yes, in that Pittsburgh game they played hard. They played all the way four quarters. That's something we haven't seen at Tennessee in the last four years is a team willing to play four quarters. It seems like they always give up in the second half. However, I watched that Pittsburgh quarterback. I can't think of his name, but he ate them alive running the ball. When he broke containment, he made plays. Beckett, Beckett, back. It started with a B. He's but anyway, he's tough. Yes, but I'm. Well, I'm he's just been saying, playing for Thursday. I, I know, but I'm saying, <laughs> and if there's one thing, if there's one thing I think that will hurt Tennessee's defense is the lack of experience and the lack of depth. And it's against somebody like Florida that has so many athletes out on the edge. If you're giving Emory Jones or Anthony Richardson time to roll out of the pocket or make plays with their legs or you jump up underneath trying to stop them when they're running, they just dump it over the top of you, you're going to give up a lot of big plays, in my opinion. Do we lose by 20? That's the question. I think Tennessee's going to play them tough, but I still think they're going to lose by at least two touchdowns. I'll say 35-21. So you, you think Tennessee can cover. So you'd take Tennessee in the points. I would take Tennessee in the points. All right. Kevin. You're next. I probably would, too. I'd take Tennessee in the points. What do you think? How many points did Pitt score against them? Was it 42? Yeah, yeah, because we scored 38. So, Pitt scored 42. How many points did Florida score against Alabama? 29. 29. And Pitt got beat by Western Michigan the next week. I mean – UT won't cover. <laughs> you're like eh. – I think – here's the thing. I Do I do I think going in – and this is me just and, – and, again, being realist, it's going to be – it's one of those deals. I'm a realist until like 20 minutes before kickoff, and then I'm like, man, it's it's that, it's the year. It's going to happen. <laughs> I think I think as the fourth quarter opens, we will be covering. You know what I'm saying? I think we may be down 14 going into the fourth quarter. But I think depth is going to play an issue, and I think it may be, you know, 24 points – uh, 28 points by the time it's all said and done because because with the close loss to Alabama they almost got to get out of jail free card so if they can continue to win and win at a at a pretty high click then their rating stays up to to kind of help them in that. In I'm, I'm going to throw on the orange colored glasses real quick. I'm going to go just the opposite of what I what said. If it's close in the fourth, it's going to be real close. Real if, close. If UT keeps it close to the fourth quarter, that pressure uh, uh, they'll tighten up. They'll, they'll do something. UT will start bleeding themselves a little bit. They'll get a lucky bounce. Florida will get a little nervous. You know, this is UT. Are we going to lose UT? After, and our whole season's gone. Two, they'll, they'll tighten up. So. Two things that, that – they don't both have to happen, but I think if either one of these things happen, it could get scary for, for Florida real quick. The swamp could get a little shaky. Two turnovers by the Gators could really make them tight. Or a special teams touchdown, and I think Valus Jones showed that if we can keep from blocking somebody in the back, he can he can return one. So I think I think either one of those things shake the Gators a little bit. Yeah, I, I think if it's I think if, if Florida gets out to a big lead early, there's no way UT covers. 
But if it's close in the fourth quarter, again, using my orange covered glasses, that's where you got to be. If, it, if it's close <laughs> in the fourth quarter, and, and we we get them nervous, we keep it tight, and we'll see if we can we can keep it really close. I just like to see you know late late in the game if they are competing. It's going to be interesting to see what that coaching staff over here uh, in Knoxville is able to do. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, you know our. our are they going to be up to the up to the task? You know, are they going to get out coached, or are they, you know, because you see a lot of times they'll, you know, <clears throat> maybe not a lot of times, but you know, sometimes they, uh, you know, they'll, they'll they'll make a suspect call or something like that. You know, maybe maybe not the right call for the situation or whatever, but you know, and you can say, well, you know, maybe it was a coaching mistake or a decision or something. You yeah, know. I think a, a dynamic that's going to be interesting is is, is Hopple's playing it really close to the cuff on his quarterback. You know, Joe Milton did not play uh, against Tennessee Tech, didn't need to even if he was el- available. Uh, you need to see who number two is. Hendon Hooker played the majority of the game, saw some Harrison Bailey late. I think I think it really exposed the, the tempo game is not Harrison Bailey's game. And so I think there was some things that showed themselves there. But what I'll be interested in from from Heupel, and this is just straight up him. Now, Golish is o- OC, but I think anybody who's anybody knows the quarterback position. <laughs> there you go, Kevin. Tough, man. <laughs> but uh, the quarterback position is Heupel one and done. Like, Heupel is the quarterback whisperer. And so, to me, if things get a little hectic, does he stick with who he starts? I think you got to go with Hooker. I, mean, he's, I think you got to go with he's Hooker. He's earned the start, in my opinion. He provides that continuity that they've had the last two games and another thing you know he kind of reminds me of josh dobbs he's making plays when he has to yeah and there's here a- here's what i would do i would start hooker but i would very much use you remember and i hate that i'm even making this connection because i i hated this connection you remember chris leak yeah. and then he had tebow come in on third downs right. to me start hooker and bring in milton on third down Combination. See if you can stop the moose, because I mean he's a big man. That's, yeah. that needs Don't let him one. throw it deep. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and here's the thing: he is like laser accurate on those little zip zip passes. But but I think I think you could use a two quarterback system in that regard and and have some success. But I think Hooker just with his time at Virginia Tech under his belt having having success. Give him some RPO and take away the P. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just a it's just a run. It's just a run. <laughs> Oh wow! We were but, talking about a, 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 on something possible. You were talking about the quarterbacks. Quick question for you: Okay, top five UT quarterbacks ever in order? In well, I mean Peyton's one, and and here's the thing: people could argue that that at Tennessee there was other people, but Peyton's one. Uh, it's hard not to put T at two just because he won a national championship, but I don't think statistically he's number two. Now, who's, who's your choice for the second best? Who do you? Uh, it's your choice. Oh well. It could be just – it's totally your choice. Statistics are, are skewed anyhow. When T when T beat Florida, Peyton scored more points against Florida in his losses than T sure. did his win. No, they no, can't no play that's true. Too. That's true. But I like T just because I feel like, you know, Vince Young gets all this love for being like this this dual threat. But I think T was Vince Young before Vince Young. Right. I agree. So, I'll, I'll go with T, and number won, two. He won football games. And he won a national championship. Yeah, he didn't play defense and Al Wilson did. But he had peerless price, but he had to get it to him. I mean, Joe Milton shows you. You can have a great receiver and you can't get it to him. It don't matter. Yeah. But go with T, number two. I'm going to go with the Iceman, number three, wow. Casey Clawson. And this is just because this is my lifetime. There's there's some great, no, like Andy that's, that's Kelly's and stuff that I didn't see play. But I'm going to go with Casey, number three. I'm going to go <laughs> – 
Josh Dobbs, number okay. four. And that's just because he never looked like he was going fast and looked awkward running, but nobody could ever catch him. I loved what he could do and, and how he just extended plays. And then probably uh, number five, and it's just because uh, I just feel like when you're when you're the first to do anything, you're just special at a certain place, Condridge. I'm going to go with Condridge. I, I would, I, I, that's a good list. I will go Peyton one, um, Heath Shuler two. That's good. I was going to say, where's Heath Shuler? Uh, <laughs> Tony well, Condridge, Tony Robinson. Tony Robinson. And gonna get some Daryl Dickey in there? No, he did beat Miami. <laughs> the defense. Helps what about Andy that. Kelly though? Andy Kelly and uh, look, he's Andy my he he's was my mother in favorite. He like, was smart. He threw at least nine interceptions, return for touchdowns on a stupid out pattern that he didn't have the arm strength to get to. <laughs> but he, but he, was, he was he was he was incredibly intelligent. He could read the defense and he and he kept playing to the end. But a lot of times they were behind because he threw that pick six to start with. So so run through them one more time. We we got about thirty seconds. Peyton, Heath, Tony Robinson. I'm sorry, Condridge, Tony Robinson, and then fifth, you can flip a coin between T and Iceman. You left Dobbs off. Yeah. I feel like with that coaching staff, Dobbs probably with a real one, he would have been a lot better. Maybe but anyway, that, it's just my list. I mean, he's an astronaut by trade, football yeah. player for money. That's but right. anyway, guys, appreciate you Thank coming you. in. Thanks for picking with us, and uh, and Chris, we've hit two hours again. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.